Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And in this episode, Tracy's going to make some comparisons between her recent Royal Caribbean Harmony of the Seas sailing and her Disney Fantasy sailing. I'm joined at the table by our panel of experts, Agent for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Beth Sada. Hello. Agent Consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everybody. No, that's not true. Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel. What did I just answer to? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Ex-employee. Oh, please. (laughs) Agent Consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Special guest, Ben Imlau. Hello. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for being here and being a part of this conversation. Ben, thank you for sticking around for a couple of shows. Oh, why not? That's what Tracy says every week. <laughs> I got nothing better to do. Why not? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> um, as I mentioned, um, Tracy had a chance to sail on the Harmony of the Seas as well as the Disney Fantasy, fairly close together. So she's got some comparisons between the two ships, between the two experiences, and I'm excited to hear it because we actually have a Harmony of the Seas cruise coming up. So, I think the Harmony out of Port Canaveral is probably right now the closest comparison to a Disney seven-day. So the Disney Fantasy, both of them sailing at a Port Canaveral. I think the Harmony and the larger Royal Caribbean ships, those are kind of the closest Royal Caribbean has to Disney. Yeah. And I had done both of these sailings within a month of each other. So they were fairly close, same kind of season, December, January. Um, So it was interesting. I hadn't been on a seven-day Fantasy in quite some time. I'd done other Disney cruises, um, but I think it might have been a good five or six years since I had been on the Fantasy. You know, the tough part is there's so many choices now. Oh, absolutely. So it's like, you know, you want to get back on Disney, but mm-hmm. there's so many other great cruise lines yep. out. And I think the last one I had done before that that was um, longer was when we had all done the Magic um, from New York to Canada. Canada. Yeah. yeah. That was a great cruise. Yeah, it was. I love that cruise. So I thought, you know what, the, both opportunities came up. Let's give it a try. And we talk a lot. And I've made no secret about the fact that I kind of celebrity Royal Caribbean. Those have become my preferred vacation cruise lines lately. And uh, I don't think that changed after these. But what did change was I looked at Disney a little differently. And I thought, I can see where the extra value is. We talk a lot about the fact that Disney's more expensive. Um, I'm not going to say worth it because worth it is different for everybody. Right. What I consider worth it, you may not and vice versa. So I'm not going to go with worth it or value or exact dollars kind of thing. That's always frustrating when people say that, right? When right. clients come to us and say, <clears throat> excuse me, they say, is this thing I want to do worth it? Kevin just got a, is a, is a French veranda worth it on a river cruise? Right. And you think... I don't know. how. I can't get in your head. Right. And then worth it just means something different for everybody. So I'll tell you some of the things that I see are increase in value, and everybody can decide for themselves, you know, if that's somewhere that it would be worth extra money for you to spend or not. Um, Before you start. Yep. Same itinerary? Very similar. Okay. Very similar. Both were, um, both were Western Caribbean, a couple of minor variations in the stock. Okay. I will say I really wanted to compare the private islands. And because of weather, we didn't get to Castaway. Yeah, I was following you on Twitter. Yeah, so that was disappointing. Um, I and will I had say a little bit of Schadenfreude. Yeah. Oh, uh-uh. they can't get to Castaway. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was deep. <laughs> there must not have been anything on TV that day. <laughs> so, I will say the captain really tried. I mean, he tried. 
tried once, couldn't get in. It was just it was really windy throughout our whole cruise. Weather was a bit of an issue. It That's was, usually the reason you can't yeah. get to Castaway. It's because yeah. of the way they have to birth the ship. Yeah, that, the wind oh, and the way the currents were going. Um, he did give it an hour and came back and tried again. Um, so I do think he gave it the old college try. Um, there were a couple of days where I even had motion issues on that cruise, and that's unusual. I don't usually, I'm not usually bothered by it. Um, but this is kind of also a thing when you're cruising in January. It can be a little bit in December, but I find January into February are probably some of the cooler months to mm-hmm. cruise, especially you know when you're heading down towards Bahamas. When you get further south into the Caribbean, it's not as bad. Um, but that castaway area. So we didn't get to do castaway, so we didn't get to compare them. Um, I had talked about before how much I really enjoyed uh, Coco Cay and the Perfect Day. Um, I've been to castaway several times. Um, I don't think I can do a fair comparison because I hadn't been there in a bit. But, you know, I think both have, I think it's fair to say both have really quality private islands. We could see one of the Norwegian private islands off in the distance from Coco Cay, and it just looks sad. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I don't think it's their main one, but it looks that. I think it's just, those are just like inner tubes <laughs> bound together. Look, it's our island. No, yeah, that's not that's it. That's not it. So let's take, let's take the private island out of it. Yep. Because I think Castaway Key is something that tips the scale in these so directions. Too. I think so. So taking so. the private island out of it. Yep. So I think, you know, you just start right from the point you you end up at the terminal. Uh, Royal Caribbean was winning as far as that. I talked about how quick we were on board. When we got to the Disney terminal, they weren't letting us in yet. But we had to go to the parking garage to line up. So there was a queue in the parking garage. And it was already long and we were early. Um, so that's part of it. It wasn't open because we were early. But what's funny is that Disney people are like, oh, okay, there's the queue. Nobody was complaining <laughs> in that line. I mean, I've been... Disney trains people well. Yeah. yeah. And I think everybody was just like, well, of course, we're lining up in a parking lot. That's what you do. So this is the queue. And, oh, there was no fast passes. Here we are. And so, <laughs> so there was no, you know, no, there was no uproar about it. Nobody was upset about it. It's just this is how it happens. <laughs> and so it didn't take long. And they, you know, we walked in and it was very easy through the terminal like usual. Disney seats you all in there and then makes the production of, you know, the sh- it's opening now and you've got your boarding group and everything. But, I mean, that's the way they still do it, I think. Royal Caribbean has kind of mastered that, whereas Disney, I believe, the terminal starts to tell the story. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it starts the experience, it's part of the experience, and that's just the way Disney is. I don't see them ever fast-tracking you. The Disney terminal is also much more themed than any place else. Yeah, and they're bringing characters out, and they have the family of the day that starts, you know, the boarding. and So I don't see that changing with Disney, and I think that's just part of, this is where our story begins. Um, I think one of the biggest areas we see the value with Disney is the staterooms. Uh, we were in a veranda stateroom, and I had mentioned we ended up with a veranda on the Harmony as well. It's just a little bit more spacious, um, a little better storage. These were designed with the idea that there would be two adults and two children, you know, four people mm-hmm. staying in the stateroom. You know, we need maximized storage space, all of that. And you could tell that we were three adults in the room. And we had space that we weren't using. So they really utilized everything they could there. Uh, did you have the split bathroom on the We on? did, yeah. So anything above the 11s will be a split bathroom. Um, Do you find that more useful? I find it more useful because there were three of us in the cabin. When it's just Chris and I, I prefer the one larger because I like the extra space. I, and, I, and inevitably, I get in and go to the shower to go to the shower, and I realize I needed the toilet, which is in the other room. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, I would say personal preference, I would prefer the larger, but because we were three adults sharing, it was nice to have those two spaces. And I could see a family enjoying that extra space as well. Who was this third you the person you've invited into your marriage? <laughs> it was my mother-in-law. Oh, that's really <laughs> creepy now. Weird. <laughs> yeah, why'd you have to go there? Man. Way to go, John. <laughs> Anyways, my mother-in-law joined us. It was her first Disney cruise. I find that when John and I travel, I find that split bathroom cumbersome. Yeah. Yeah. I find, and, you know, people say, well, two of you can get ready together at the same time. And my thing is, wait your turn. Right. I want everything the light touches. <laughs> Yeah, and so I can see, you know, again, Disney's designing these with families in mind. Mm -hmm. So I can see that purpose. Um, but I'm with you. If it's just the two of us, I like, you know, the one big space. I like this. They have the tubs on Disney. Mm -hmm. And I know if you've got young kids, you know, being able to bathe them in that tub, I'm sure. Is a big help. Uh, however, is this the round tub? Did no, you these the were the five. So they were the regular small rectangle tubs. The fours, That aren't really made for adults. No, definitely not. I mean, maybe. But I couldn't imagine. Well, not adults, but my size. <laughs> no. These are purpose-built for yes. children being in a room and being bathed. Yes. Is what they've done. They, yeah. And, you know, good good on Disney for doing yeah. that. For you know, the TV in the room, things. they have a lot of free content on there, a lot of Disney content, a lot of movies. My complaint is that TV is very small. I mean, my TV monitor, my computer monitor at home is bigger, right? So it's time to upgrade the TVs, Disney. You're putting this great content out. But again, I think the thing is, people aren't in their rooms as much watching TV on a Disney ship. There's a lot to do. Um, so, you know, you can kind of, you know, see the point there. But I would have appreciated a larger television. She's uh, getting old. I am. I am. It was hard to read the guide. I had to stand up and look. And <laughs> <laughs> I had your mother-in-law so, to read it. Right. <laughs> Tell me what that says. Yeah. And so, you know, and even little things in the stateroom, you notice a difference. You notice a difference in the linen quality. And I know it's not a big deal, but you notice the linens are of better quality. The mattress is of better quality. On the Disney ship, I didn't have to ask for the A-crate foam, which I inevitably always ask for yeah. on, a, on a Royal Caribbean. Um, so I noticed things like that, the quality of the pillows, quality of the towels, quality of the toiletries in the stateroom. You know, they've gone to the wall mounts with the, with the stuff in it as well. Now, I can tell you, I haven't been on the Fantasy in quite a while. The linen used to be Freda, F-R-E-T-T-E. Okay. That's real high-quality stuff. Yeah. I don't know exactly what it is, that but I know... just be in the suites. Well, even the napkins in the restaurant, and she's allowed to use those, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what did you eat? Maybe you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so that's the stateroom. And, I mean, you could see touches throughout. And you can even see touches as you're coming on board. Um, the number of crew, the number of cast members to guess seems to be mm -hmm. just a little bit more. There's always somebody there. A, a cast member doesn't pass you without addressing you. You know, if I was crossing a, a cast member in the hallway, they would stand and they would wait and they would greet you. Uh, that doesn't happen on, on most other ships. It's true. It doesn't happen. And going back to the crew to uh, guest ratio, that's actually something Disney's gone out of their way to do. Right. It's not just the appearance that that right. happens. They've actually made it a point right. to yep. say we're going to have a certain ratio of, of mm -hmm. crew to guests. Yep. And it's just, you know, so that whole thing, you could feel it. You can feel it in the ship design and the materials being used and, you know, the the woods. And it's just, you can tell there's a little bit of upscale there. Uh, the other area we found was, you know, I had talked about on Royal Caribbean, how when I got on, we had pre-booked that lunch at Chops. 
so that we didn't have the whole cattle call for the for the buffet right. and stuff. Well, Disney does that in one of their restaurants. So remember, they used to have the buffet in one restaurant and then the cabanas or whatever ship you're on <laughs> or whatever buffet area. Now, one of the restaurants instead of doing a buffet is doing a sit-down plate of meal. So we got to do that. I think we were in animators that day. Um, so you got to go over there and sit down. It wasn't that busy and order from a menu. And again, it just felt like that nice start. You weren't right. dragging your luggage. You weren't at a buffet. Um, and so we really enjoyed that feature. So, again, that was something I paid extra for in Royal Caribbean, but something that I was able to get included. But that was just Disney. first come, first serve. Like, I'm assuming the restaurant's going to fill up, and then I guess send you to the buffet. Right? They probably would. We get on yeah. early. Um, and there was, I would say the restaurant wasn't even half full. <laughs> the last time we were on the Disney ship, and it was that Canada cruise. That happened to us. Yes. We went to try and get into the sit-down restaurant, and we were yeah. towards the buffet. Because I think they only do it like a very short time. Like I want to say it's open for like maybe an hour, an hour and a half, where they get you know you first rush. Um, but that was a nice touch for us. Excuse me. The other nice touch for us is that I didn't have to buy a soda package. I like that you know with all of my meals I do. There's the public stations where I can refill, you know, a cup or if I want. So even like things like coffee and hot chocolate and, you know, my mother and I can go up and get her coffee every morning. Mm-hmm. And um, and to be fair, that's available on Royal Caribbean. There's a coffee there station. There is a coffee with, station. Yep. Just not and, soda. Also, and it's, I, I, I'm of the opinion that it's not that good of quality on Royal Caribbean, but it's still available. Yeah. And I can't, um, my mother-in-law seemed to do okay with it on um, I mean, she we had she had free reign. We told her she is could it go Disney to, Joffrey's. I think so. Are they doing that on the ships now? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not a coffee drinker, so. Um, but so I mean, just having that was the savings for us. Not purchasing an alcohol package. Um, we talking about the restaurants in general. We did go through the whole. We stayed in main dining room the whole week, and that's something I don't always do. But we stayed in the main dining room the whole week. And, um, you know, you think about the restaurants and the theming of the restaurants and there's, you know, the way you're rotating through the restaurants and your staff is coming, your wait staff is coming with you. That is all we found, you know, that's all a step above Mm -hmm. the main dining room experience on other cruise lines. Now, there's no, I apologize, there's no my time dining on Disney. That's correct. So you have the same table, basically. Yes. Your entire time. Did they accommodate you with a party of three? Yeah, we asked for our own table. So you that is something that I don't know if everybody is aware of this, but if you want to suggest with your own family, we can request a private table for you. Disney does not guarantee that, but I can say here very few people who don't get it. And I'm if you look around the dining room, I think it's more often than not now people are asking for that request. So we did as well. So it was just the three of us at the table. Um, now you're fairly close to other tables. So, I mean, there's still conversation and there is still... Right. You know, the option to interact, but we found overall the food in the main dining room. Um, if I'm comparing just main dining rooms, there's no comparison to what Royal Caribbean is doing, what Disney's doing in the main dining room. Um, I talked so about So, what last on Disney are you comparing the main dining? What's the main dining room? Well, all three of the main dining. So, okay. Animator, yeah. So it- I just so the food in each of the dining rooms that's included right. in your right. on a Royal Caribbean ship you have a main dining room yeah right and in, on a Disney ship you have three right yeah. I guess I just was 
Trying to point out that difference. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. So you have the three main dining rooms on Disney and you rotate through them on a schedule that they give you. And then I think taking your server with you from place to place. Yeah. I think that's a nice touch. I know it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really kind of cool when they come up and say, I, your diet soda is already waiting at your table. And they already kind of, you know, it doesn't take long and they get to know you and, and it's nice to have that familiarity. Um, so when I'm talking about comparing food, I'm not, I'm talking about what was offered. So there was a lot on Disney, there was a lot more seafood options. Um, which, if you don't like seafood, isn't great for you. However, there's a more cost involved with uh, with offering seafood. Um, you know, there were a lot, you know, if they were offering steak, it was a better cut. It was a decent cut. Um, whereas I find in the main dining room on Royal Caribbean, I find there's a lot of um, lower end, maybe more, maybe more simple dishes. Uh, and we did have the dining package on Royal Caribbean. So I found our dining on Royal Caribbean was similar to the level and quality we got on Disney, but I paid extra for right. the Royal Caribbean. So that's an extra cost. That's a right. Public, so while the Royal Disney. Caribbean cruise does cost less, there's no doubt about that. It does cost less. Some of the things that we plus on to make it more of an experience we would like starts to narrow the gap between the two prices. Do you feel that you got close to the Disney price by adding on to Royal Caribbean, or was it still a big enough difference? There was still a difference. Yeah. There was still a difference that probably would have been. Because we look at it, and it's like, still, with getting everything, it's like a $2,500 difference. It can be. Yeah, especially Disney. when you're comparing sweets. Yeah. I find Disney's sweet prices um, are considerably higher than what other cruise lines charge. And part of it, you know, with other cruise lines, you're getting some other things included. But Disney's sweets are so exclusive. You know, there's, there's less of especially them. Especially on the new ship. Yeah. Having that whole sort of sweet yeah. area. There's less of them, um, and I think the way that Disney does their pre-planning, um, the way you have access to plan things ahead, really adds a lot of value to those suites. Whereas with a cruise line like Royal Caribbean or Celebrity, the pre-planning doesn't matter as much mm. as it does now, with I Disney. I found that wasn't true with Celebrity. Um, celebrity did things I've never had any other cruise yes, line Yes, you were on a higher level of suite with Celebrity. Well, it's kind of the same thing we would book on a Royal right. Caribbean. Price-wise, it was the yes. same. Yeah. Uh, on a Royal Caribbean suite, John and I like an owner suite. The bathroom is it, <clears throat> excuse me, the bathroom is the level of accessibility that I need. I can't use a bathtub. Excuse me. <clears throat> and it would be equivalent to a one-bedroom suite on a Disney ship. And I found that on Celebrity, they went above and beyond. Right. They called me several times before our cruise right. to plan things. Did I want dinner reservations? Did I want this? Did I want that? What kind of alcohol did I want my room stocked with? So right. that was a little bit more expensive than Royal Caribbean, and that was more in line with right. Disney. But I found that Celebrity did even more than Disney does. The difference is, though, that everything opens up to everybody at the same time, but your suite host was taking care of these things for you, whereas with Disney, people in suites have access to book things on board first. So not everybody has access to book cabanas. Um, well, they hold some back on Disney. They hold the cabanas back. Isn't that true? No. You're talking about the cabanas on Castaway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so whereas not with Disney... At a hundred, yeah. I love the buffet cabanas. <laughs> that's right, that's right. So on Disney, because you know, if you're a new cruiser, you don't get access to 75 days prior to your sailing. Whereas you know, suites are starting at what 120 
105 days, something like 120, 120, and then platinum cruisers have 105. So they make a much bigger deal about what you have access to in advance. I think, I think. But Disney does that across the board. I mean, like your fast passes and stuff like that. I think getting into that sort of now trying to compare, 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 I think that's getting in the weeds a little bit. Absolutely. So I think if you look at sort of the fact that you booked a veranda stateroom. Mm Mm-hmm. So you booked what most people might yep. book on a Disney, what most people yep. might book on Royal Caribbean, and you're, what you're saying is the things you got on Disney were elevated to the point where that price is justified. Is that a good word to use? I think so. Now, we were also three in the Disney as opposed to the two in the Harmony, so there was a bit of an alter on the price. I would say probably all said and done, we might have been about $800 more with Disney if I take the price for just two of us, we might have been about $800 more with Disney than we were with Royal Caribbean. Um, now, for now, some... Now, is that with the Royal Caribbean after you plus everything? After I plus everything. Okay. Yeah. After I plus what I... To where I thought brought it sort of equal, um, then I would guess we're probably between six and $800 more for Disney. Um, and for some people, that's going to be worth it, especially if you have small kids. If you have younger kids, yeah. you know, we're, we're talking, I think, probably under 10, 11. You know, these kids, Cousin Disney, I always go to the open house on the first day just to kind of refresh myself. There's, I mean, these yeah. spaces are incredible. Nobody There's compares to Disney's nothing kids' Nothing compares, clubs. nothing. And even the spot they have for, you know, teens and for the tweens. Yeah, they really do, like, have fantastic, like, like different sections depending on your ages and it really does help kind of that socialization aspect um i mean i always did like the kids clubs uh when i did cruising um you know each time we jumped the age gap i never felt like oh well this is too like this everything here is too young for me or like too kiddish for me um i could actually have fun in a setting where um, I more so needed to be than having the freedom of coming on and off the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely see that difference for kid yeah. people. Yeah, for sure, there's no. And I mean, I think Royal Caribbean. I think the other cruise lines are making strides in that direction. I don't think they'll ever be equal. Um, I think it'll be impossible for them to be equal in the under tens. I think when you start to get into the tweens, you know, with the rock climbing and the ice skating and the escape rooms and things like that, I think your kids' interests are going to change into more of that. But I think when you're talking that younger age group, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Going, so going back to looking at Disney versus Royal Caribbean and you say that Disney's giving you better food and you feel like you're getting better service, which of those things was the most elevated? Which of those things can you look back and say, boy, I can really see the difference between Royal and Disney because Disney- I think probably service because I think mm-hmm. food is more subjective for everybody. Um, I think service. I think you can just and it's not that anybody is rude to you on Royal Caribbean. Right. It's not that I haven't had great Royal Caribbean cruises, celebrity cruises. There's just something extra. It's funny because there's been Royal Caribbean cruises where I've said to you, do you see like these people just hanging out yes. and talking to each other and kind of complaining? That would never happen right. on Disney. You would never oh, see they were smoking. Yeah, they were shooting dice and <laughs> <laughs> dancing to the. Jets. John apparently went on the guys and dolls cruise. <laughs> and their little cast member speakeasies. <laughs> so it's that sort of thing where you, if you're used to Disney or you have done Disney and you do Royal Caribbean, it's easy to say, "Oh, that would never happen on Disney." Can you believe this? 
would they've served me? That would never happen. Yeah. But, you know, again, you have to look at that. At what point is the money the tipping point? Well, we I think hear- there are other things, too. There are other things besides money. We've talked about this before. And we were talking about it before we started to um, record the show. I think I've reached a point where I've kind of aged out of the offerings that Disney has that aren't food and service. I mean, the shows on Disney, I'm no longer that audience. However, you have to admit that the shows on Disney are much better quality than Royal Caribbean. Well, I would say that until the last time we were on a Royal Caribbean ship and saw them do the Broadway play um, Mamma Mia. Mia. And I was... Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Do you not like it? No, I love Mamma Mia. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Well, we went into it (laughs) expecting it to be... I'm using air quotes here. Cruise ship entertainment. Mm. And I thought it was really high quality. However, in my opinion, everything else on Royal Caribbean was terrible. Oh, well, yeah. I I mean, any of the other shows. Right. But my point was that that appealed to me as opposed to Disney Dream. Right. And it's not, I love Disney Dreams the first couple times I saw it. Twelve. Right. But it's, I'm no longer that audience. Yeah. And they don't change them often enough Mm -hmm. to make that a draw. On our cruise, we had Aladdin, uh, Frozen, and Believe, I think. Believe is the one with the grass growing, right? Yes. Yeah, Believe. (laughs) Is that the one that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense? That's the one with the the father, right? Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, you watch these and you just think... It is like I just saw three Broadway shows, mm. you know, and I agree with what Royal Caribbean is doing um, with their Broadway productions. Um, they're fantastic. Uh, but outside of that, it kind of pitters a little bit. Um, and so with Disney, you've got these. But like Kevin said, I mean, this was my 18th or 19th Disney cruise. I've seen them. Right. You know, how many times can you see them again? We also, right. um, they're great. I but, also like the fact that on a Royal Caribbean ship. Uh, especially the bigger ones, that there is sort of a meeting place. Mm-hmm. There is the promenade, promenade. that mm-hmm. has the shops and the other little dining establishments and stuff like that. And even when there's nothing I really want to do, there's not a show, I don't want to go mm-hmm. to the casino, just going down and hanging out in the promenade and watching people yeah. is a thing that doesn't happen on a Disney ship. I think for me, as an adult, and older adult, I think that Royal Caribbean does offer more of that. Disney is, um, they are full of activities. Every public space is used for activities on a regular basis. If, you know, they're using the lobby, so there's some great tables and areas where you can sit around the lobby, but they're often using the lobby Mm -hmm. for activities. So for those who like to be busy and like to have activities, like Disney was chock full of them everywhere you went. And I do find, like, I mean, it's been a while, I have to say, since I've been on cruise, like either cruise lines, but what I've... Yeah, that was subtle. Oh, no, I can't even get my wife on a cruise. I'm trying my best. Um, But the thing is, is that Disney has a lot of options for a lot of different, um, like, variations of what you like. And a lot of activities based off of that, based off of age, everything like that. Whereas if you kind of go from what I've seen from other cruise lines, you don't have as much of that variation. You kind of have, like, the typical cruise line stuff. You have the bingo. You have the stuff like that. And again, yeah. that is a 
that's going to appeal to different people. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like the not. Right. I can take my book. And this was mm-hmm. our problem on Disney. While we could see all the activities and all the staff they put into this, and again, there's some value. At, this is where some of this money is going for the extra cost. For us, we didn't have a space where we could just hang out. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, that's one of the things I love about the promenade. Right. There's a couple of places where you can just go down and grab a chair mm-hmm. and just sort of yeah. be out in public. You know, and they'll... On celebrity, you know, they would have the lounges where you could go. And sometimes we just bring a deck of cards and just sit down, or we would bring our stuff because we work on every I've said that before. And that's part of it for us. We don't mind doing it at all. Um, but you would take it to a public space where you could still be kind of be out and do a little bit of work and still enjoy your right. drink, get yep. time to drink. Exactly. But whereas on Disney, we f- there was no spaces no to do that. To do so, so what's happened in our industry, and we see it for sure, is that people who have done Disney for so many years mm-hmm. are coming to us and saying, listen, I'm getting priced out. Disney's become too expensive. I can't afford it anymore. Where else should I go? Where should I look at for cruising? And in the first place, I think we send them is Royal Caribbean. Typically, yep. Typically mm-hmm. Royal Caribbean. And then there's two reactions to that. I see, I'm never doing Royal Caribbean again. It's not Disney. Or I see, thank you for introducing me to right. yep. this right. incredible product that's yep. so much cheaper. And sometimes people will, I have families that will go to Royal Caribbean, and they'll say, that was all great for what we paid, but we've decided we prefer Disney. We're Disney family. Yep. That's, that's right. Perfectly mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happens. I mean, the other thing with Disney, too, the movie theater with the first one movies. <laughs> yes. Just going to say. That mm-hmm. is that is value added. I mean, the week that we were on it was, uh, it was Star Wars Day at Sea when we were on the ship. So they were playing, you know, Star Wars movies, but others as well. Um, and, you know, families who didn't see, you got a family of four going to the movies. That is not a cheap day. Oh, yeah. And so I know people will say, I don't go on a cruise to go to the movies, but I bet you lots of families go on a cruise to go to the movies. I think every cruise ship moving forward should have that movie theater. I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. There are days when you've had too much sun. Yep. There are days when it might be drizzly outside. Mm-hmm. I think that is a huge plus in Disney's favor. Yep. Other cruise lines try and kind of we were on a Royal Caribbean. I think they turned the a conference room. Yeah. <laughs> right. They put up a screen, like an old-fashioned screen. And, and they'll do it on the pool deck. Or yeah. they'll do it in the, main, actually, in the main theater. I've seen a couple movies in there. Yeah. But it's kind of, I think that's a big thing yes. on Disney. Yep. If they could, I would like to be able to push Disney and Royal Caribbean. Oh, yeah. If I could create my perfect cruise yeah. line. Right. Yeah, for sure. Each offer something. Yep. And Absolutely. Disney has the uh, refillable popcorn bu- buckets. They've taken those on the ships. So Ooh. I think we paid like $8 or something for the first one, and then it was $1.50 to refill it mm-hmm. after awesome. that. I didn't know yeah. they had that now. That was a neat touch, I it's thought. That's a reason to go, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like that Beth learned something new today. Yeah. How about that? Uh, that? You never know. So, you know, again, I think we, we always fall back on its personal preference. We do. It's what can you afford. You know, it's what you like to do. So, you know, always I think you should consider all options when it comes to cruising. And I'm still probably my next vacation I book. It's not going to be a Disney cruise. Um, But it's not because there's anything wrong with it. And it's not that it's not even for me anymore that it's too expensive. It's that it doesn't it doesn't fit with the way I like to cruise now. That's all. I mean, it's uh, the product and what they're doing. And it just reaffirmed for me. We've been saying this a lot. I think Disney sets the bar. I think they're the best out there for families and for cruising, and they really set the bar. Um, but it doesn't mean others aren't doing equivalents. You can't pay Royal Caribbean prices and expect to get a Disney cruise. Well, not only that, but you can see how Disney's influenced the the market. Absolutely. Right? Where these new ships have rides and they have mm-hmm. bumper cars and stuff because Disney is up the game. Yeah. Tracy, thank you so much. 
for uh, filling us in on your vacations. Always fun to go through Tracy's slides of her vacations. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, here for participating. Thank you, everybody, home for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation. Thank you.